0: Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com, so please subscribe. We speak today to Adam Trexler, who is the President and Founder of Valorum. They make orums What's an aurum I hear you ask? Well, this is a way of holding gold, another way of holding gold. They spray gold onto a polymer film at a nano level, which allows them to create different uh, notes. Uh, they're working with the uh, Bank of Ghana at the moment uh, and have a number of kind of collectibles, but they have bigger plans than that. They think that this could become a denomination which can be spent on the high street. Very impressive board, early stage, private company, um, we talk about their business model and how they hope to expand this in the coming years because it will take time. Uh, the good news is that they think that this is not imitable anytime soon. But enjoy the podcast. Adam, how are you doing, sir?
1: Very well. Very good to meet you.
0: Well, yes, how are you? You're you're on the West Coast. How are you, how are you bearing up?
1: Very well. It's uh it's exciting times over here.
0: Exciting times, cracking. I've not heard it described as that. Um, but look,
1: we I, I should say, it's, it's very sad times uh, in the country at large. It's uh, um, very exciting times for the, the company and I spoke in that capacity. Right.
0: Got it. Okay. Um, well, we're going to talk about Valorum um, today, which is your company, but why don't we, before we get into that, why don't you give people a one-minute overview, uh, as it were, and then we'll kind of pick it up from there and discuss it.
1: Sure. So uh, Valorum is really a gold technology company. And what we've done is we've produced a series of products that are all on the Aurum technology platform. And what we're able to do is make uh, basically a banknote-sized product Mm -hmm. that has uh, 21st century authentication features and is in monetary increments. And what I mean by that is... You can buy an ORM for as little as three dollars and as much as one hundred and fifty dollars, which puts gold back into a transactable form.
0: Right. Okay.
1: And uh, we are growing explosively, and we view this as the future of physical gold gold ownership.
0: Right. We're not going to break that down. Thanks for that summary, by the way. But we're not going to break that down. But I want you to sell to me. I am your average investor. For the sake of this conversation, okay. uh, and trying to understand why why need valorum in uh, well, or one of these aurums in my life. So you showed me a, a shiny uh, object just then. That I take it that's an aurum, is right. it? Okay, it is. And it is. and you talked about different currencies there, and you want to get gold back into the hands of the of, of, of people. Um, we've got to start with the obvious one, which is. So this is effectively a banknote. So. Is this, does this need to be regulated in any way? How do banks feel about it? How do the regulatory authorities feel about it? I mean, how have you been allowed to do this?
1: Yeah. Good, great question. Um, so we don't say that this is a denomination, actually. We say we sell in terms of a weight uh, and there are private mints throughout the world. We are a private mint that has a, a unique technology. So any regulation would fall under uh, minting law, which obviously varies by jurisdiction. Um, And for most of our products, we are issuing a a thousandth of an ounce of gold, uh, you know, a 20th of an ounce of gold. And that's what we say it is. Now, I should say that we also do work directly with central banks. Um, That business is expanding very, uh, very quickly. And uh, we're sort of climbing a chain of credibility there. Um, Here's a, you know, a a bill uh, that was actually put out by Cook Islands. Um, and then one thing I'm very, very excited about, it's just about to launch. Um, this is a, a legal tender note um, from Ghana. Wow. So Ghana will issue uh, these. Um, So people can buy it as a monetary instrument, a true monetary instrument, or you can buy it as a bullion product.
0: I mean, they they look. I I just got excited because it was nice and shiny, but (laughs) which which isn't the point, really. Uh, You know, because that kind of comes into the world of collectibles, and uh, which let's talk about that in a second. So right now, um, I can go to I can go to you, and and could I create my own, for instance?
1: Uh, You could, but we would want you to buy five thousand
0: of them. Okay. So, so I could do that. Okay, fine. So getting, I'm getting, getting, get got a little bit too excited about the the, the shiny gold paper. So let, let's start off a look. how is it made? First of all, because you're telling me there's gold in there, but it's obviously held together with something. So what's the technology behind it? And do you own it?
1: Yes, uh, yes, we do. Um, and we just got another patent for it, which was very exciting for us. Um, and it's it's a very high tech process. It's actually nanotechnology. And uh, what happens is that we have. Um, very long rolls of polymer film, see-through polymer film. Um, Those are put into a deep space vacuum. So there's absolutely nothing in this chamber. Um, And then we create a spray of individual gold um, atoms that we build up on that film. And through this process, we're able to control exactly how much gold is put down at a level that far exceeds, uh, say, a conventional foil. The other thing that we're able to do because we're putting gold down atom by atom is we are actually structuring the entire gold uh, you know laminate the gold film um in three dimensions and what that does is it makes something that's very very difficult to counterfeit and we just uh, received allowance of another patent connected to that and so if you look at the back of this what you're looking at is a three-dimensionally structured. All of this is gold, um, and the if it has a sort of mirror-like finish or not, uh, that is structured as an image um, within the gold itself, and that's that's put down atom by atom.
0: Okay, so you you just said there it's very hard to counterfeit because that would be the, the my, was going to be my next question. But you're telling me it's hard yeah. hard to counterfeit. Um, mm. y- you know that how? As soon as people start trying to do this stuff, they are going to be able to create it good enough to pass as one of your notes, aren't they?
1: We can never say that nothing can be counterfeited. Just as the Bank of England or or, uh, uh, Treasury can't say that either. Um, What I will say is that we are continually making huge investments into anti-counterfeiting. We have other government level anti-counterfeiting features built into our issues, depending on the one it is. Um, And I think the comparison to make is compared to a conventional coin. So if you look at a conventional silver coin or a conventional gold coin, in actuality, the precious metals industry has a huge difficulty, which is that uh, almost no one will authenticate those coins except for a, a dealer. Um, If I came to you and said, hey, Matt, I have 10 ounces of gold, Uh, will you buy it for me at at the market rate? I don't think you would take it from me. You'd be very, very nervous about that transaction. The reason for that is that the coin is a 2000 year old technology that struggles with authentication. And what we believe is that we have the, the correct platform for the 21st century because we are able to. Structure the gold atomically, and then incorporate uh, 21st century anti-counterfeiting futures into that. And so, what we want to do is make uh, gold, physical gold transactions, very, very frictionless.
0: Okay. So, in the in your in, well, in one of your documents, you you talk about um, reflection, color, and spectrum, uh, back image, mm. electrical resistance, oxidisation, serial numbers, etc., microprinting, and and so forth. So there's this patented technology, so no one you th- is anyone going to be able to come in and compete with you on this? We think it will be
1: very difficult. We have a huge first mover advantage. Um, there, there are huge barriers to entry and very difficult uh, uh, trade secrets to produce uh,
0: gold in this form. Trade secrets. That sounds exciting.
1: You know, manufacturing secrets.
0: Right. Exclusive to you, proprietary to you, patented right. by you. Okay. Correct. But at some point, yeah. if it works out, people are going to want to do their version of this. Thus, it has always well, been. Well, and we've
1: seen that in the market. I mean, this, this uh, space of small form uh, gold is being intensely fought over. Um, and, and what the general market has tried to do is shrink coins and bars to be tiny. So you have a one gram. Uh, bar that you might have seen these—they're the size of my uh, pinky nail. Um, they're very difficult to authenticate unless they're in this huge, huge wrapper. Um, and we think going from this sort of atomic level up is a much better and, and actually becomes more cost-effective in that form. Um, but the barriers to entry are very difficult.
0: Yeah, I mean what you say is, 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 a, is a good point—the fact that gold is gold, and people want to hold right. gold and they are now able to start holding Gold in, in, in different forms. There's, I think Dubai, a couple of years, uh, there's a vending machine where you could go and buy your Gold from a vending machine, um, right. which they proudly announced to the world. And there are you know, smaller denominations, you different ways of consuming Gold basically. And this, this, But this is in danger of possibly just being another way of getting Gold your vision's bigger than that so you don't want to be a I just want to recap you don't necessarily want to be a collectible although I got quite excited when I saw you know these sort of designs that you can you can have there so I can see see why they they might become very big in the collectible space um you but you you want them to actually be used in you know ev- everyday life and you know there's some hurdles to overcome there and that, that's the bit that kind of I can't see yet and I guess You don't actually see yet, but you have a vision for. So that's you know that that's fair enough. But um, so maybe maybe sort of come come forward to you know what you're trying to do today. You're raising some money at the moment to do what? How much money? What are you going to do with it? And where is that going to get you?
1: The first thing is that we're in the middle of a uh, one million dollar general round, um, where uh, people are investing directly in the company and our funding, our R&D, and basically our continued market expansion. Um, And the second thing we're doing is uh, we are looking for a major partner who will finance factory expansion. Uh, We are projecting that to cost two and a half million, um, and that will quadruple our production output while dropping our costs. So. you know, those two are, are our market need for the next year.
0: Yeah. And so, so, just planning this forward, you know, because it's kind of like a lot of things, you, you kind of need to get to scale to keep reducing the cost, you know, and you've, you know, given it's a new market, you've created, you're creating a market. How do you know what the size right. of the market's going to be, and therefore sales and therefore margins? How do you start putting those numbers together?
1: We work on it every day. You know, what happens is that you build up the market, you see explosive growth, and then you have to meet that or you try to be a bit ahead of it Um, but we were on a very tight ship this is a margin product so what we can't do is go build a 100 million dollar factory and say if we build it the people will come Um, and so what we've had to do is sort of inch our way up between production capability and demand Um, and i think we've been very successful with that and we've we've seen uh, double triple digit growth every year
0: it's, I guess it's one of the downsides of you know creating a market. You, you, you're having to, it's quite an expensive way to do it. You know, having to do it did in increments because you're not quite sure. As so you say, if we build it, they shall come is is uh, a strategy doomed for failure for for a lot of sectors. Um, so it's going to take time um, for you guys to it, actually build the scale that you time. need. But that's why I'm asking about competitors being able to come in here. And enter the fray, and you know, and you know, cannibalize your market, which you've gone to the bother of creating. You think that the the barriers to entry are too high, do you?
1: I do, I do. I mean, I think a state could come and do this, but I don't think the market is big enough. Um, This is the underlying technology of this uh, is designed to produce millions of feet of material. Um, What's very difficult for us in the beginning was that our batches were so small. Uh, that it was very hard, you know, just turning on the machine dwarfed the cost of the gold. Um, Now we're starting to escape that and we think we can have, uh, you know, quite exciting growth. Um, And then as we have these partnerships, we have, uh, uh, you know, really great people involved, we have uh, uh, security features that you can't just walk up and buy. Um, We have uh, a world class product that it's going to be very difficult to compete with.
0: So why have you chosen this model? Why haven't you gone to some of the larger mints and licensed this uh, to them? And you know, you clip your coupon, you don't have to raise any capital, they've got all the infrastructure. It's all good, right?
1: We were not ready for that. I think that that will be part of it. And that's why we're working with Ghana. Uh, I think that it's very likely that in 10-years this will become uh, something that major mints do under license. what we've had to do is show, a, a market demand and market acceptance, um, and B, learn how to scale because we were this very difficult technology product uh, that could not be manufactured for anything approaching the premiums that needed to be done. And um, we've learned how to do that. Uh, we've learned how to incorporate all the th- these things. We've developed a significant IP portfolio, and. I think one way or another that you are going to see much more of this technology.
0: How do you ensure, like with Ghana, I mean, how serious is that conversation with them? Because you know, I get the novelty factor, but how do you ensure a consistency and a robustness to um, their approach to this, that they do adopt it, that it is something that continues to be used?
1: I think that we are winning the conversation of uh, being a serious mint uh, that is offering a product that people will accept. And we have developed a great team. Uh, you know, we have a former director of the U S mint, Ed Moy. We have a former GC of the department of Homeland security in the United States. We have former, um, uh, people from treasury and, 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 and so on. So, you need to build up the credibility of this particular form, um, and then you work with central banks to um, make sure that it's distributed to their people. and And there's a there's a clear incentive for central banks to do that, and there's a clear incentive for individuals to want to own gold. So um, we think it will happen, um, but our Need is to not make a, a critical error that will kneecap the whole thing. So what I've chosen to do is grow relatively slowly. You know, we haven't gone on a Facebook model. We've gone on a very a, a cautious but rapid expansion model because I don't think that it will fail.
0: That's interesting you talk about a Facebook model. I mean, because there are so many different ways you could come at this. You mentioned I, I, I was intrigued by some of the names you mentioned there. Um, what is their actual involvement? Have they just put their name to this? Are they advising you? Um, you know, in, you know how have you how have you used those the connections that they may have?
1: Uh, some of it is um, them being able to speak about the uh, with credibility to central banks about how this is an important thing to do for a central bank. So that is a kind of. Uh, official level conversation about uh us providing a service to them the other thing is that we have uh people on our board of advisors actively working to incorporate the same security features that you would see in paper money and we have some of those we're going to be bringing out more and as we incorporate those with our atomic gold deposition uh, you have something that's very very difficult to break and um we think that that credibility will become our greatest asset as the public learns about what we're doing.
0: Let's say I, I end up with one of these these orums of yours. how how do i How do I get it verified? Would I be going? because it's new. you're You're new in the market. I know things are going, great guns, and you know for, for lot for lots of reasons, people are wanting these. But who do I go to? Can I go to the normal coin dealer?
1: In the UK, it would be a bit more difficult because we're not as far along in the United States. Uh, In the United States, yes, you would be able to go to a normal coin dealer. Um, And what's happening is what we have is a platform. And what we want to do is enable jurisdictions and uh, areas to set up uh, their own gold model. So, for instance, in Utah right now, there is a group. uh, They they call it the Utah Goldback. I just want to show you this. Uh, they have five denominations, mm-hmm. uh, ranging from a thousandth of an ounce up to uh, a 20th of an ounce. And they are building up a store network where you can go into a store and sell and spend gold. Um, they also have a dealer network where you can exchange frictionlessly back and forth between dollars and gold. Um, so, what we want to do is more, encourage more of those kinds of projects. Um, but of course, the challenges will be different in gi- different jurisdictions. Right. Okay.
0: But 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 with regards to that dealer, you, you've got a you're, you're talking about a kind of retail network, a channel through which you, you sell these things. But that verification and authentic authentication just doesn't happen overnight. Um, as a small company, how do you train those people up to be able to one, uh, you know, do do both of those uh, things, or even want to do both of those things? And more importantly, you know, how where do they make the money?
1: Uh, dealers make the money the same way that they make money on gold car, uh, coins and bars. Um, you know, there's a spread and, uh, they make their, their percentage. And depending on your dealer, they're going to make more or less, um, that's a fairly efficient market system. Um, it is true that we, you know, a huge part of our efforts really are building up that network, and this is really an educational process where both the public And then uh, the kind of coin and bar retail network, both need to know what these things are and become familiar with them. And um, you know, when we were really launching an actual product three or four years ago, no dealers knew what these were. They had never seen them before. They didn't have very much comfort with it. As they've learned about the security features uh, as we've reached major networks, um, that's decreasing. Um, And, you know, we think we'll continue to make great strides in that area. Um, but it's, it, it, it's a long term educational process and uh, nothing, you know, we have 2000 years to catch up to the, the ubiquity of the gold coin as an image of value
0: right okay okay so i want to get on to the features you know in, in terms of a bit more back to the ip and what you're able to do and what you're able to create in a second but um, can i first just talk about you know so who's the audience that you're after here you know re- realistically and what you know what's the process to getting there you can't go from 0 to 100% overnight so you're gonna to have to get your you must have a plan so what's your plan and what does what does that look like over the next five years in terms of getting this what technology and getting gold into the hands of people
1: we really have multiple strategies because it's such a complicated problem of how do you get to anything that looks vaguely like global uh, adoption um, the other problem we had that's driven our plan is that Uh, because this is really a technology company, it was very, very expensive to make it first. Um, You know, it cost us $30 to put down $2 of gold when we started, which is obviously not a very good value proposition. Um, So what we decided to do is we started in the collectible space first. Um, That became a a good kind of bread and butter business where, uh, you know, if you have licensed products or something like this, people are excited to have gold and uh, they're not as worried about the kind of investment spread. Um, with volume, we have become more and more able to enter and be competitive in the kind of mainstream coin and bar market, um, where our uh, 20th of an ounce products at a wholesale level is, is becoming quite competitive indeed. Um, and then as you get to the smaller increments, uh, we actually are the only game in town. Um, so, I see our strategy as twofold. One is to develop partnerships with uh, distributors who will really spend the time and money to create a network of people who understand the value proposition. That's, that's very jargony. What I mean is, uh, in Utah, um, a, a group of uh, very smart people are building a system where people can trade in gold, and that has seen explosive interest. And we think there will be quite a bit more of that. Um, What we want to do is get a beautiful and secure manufactured product to those people. um, And then that creates a grassroots movement. And we are seeing that grassroots movement. On the other side, we are working with central banks to have Something that is true legal tender, um, and that's kind of a top-down approach. And so we, you know, what we're seeing is that these are slowly coming toward the middle. Uh, where, and I think as you reach that kind of uh, official acceptance, uh, grassroots demand, you'll start to see ubiquity.
0: So, why do people want this? There's there's lots of ways they can, they can hold value. You know, obviously there's different ways they can hold gold. And we've talked to various people about, you know, bars, ingots, you know, coins, as uh, you know, whatever they, however they want to, um, you know, receive so sort of hold whole value they're able to. So, bit, bitcoin, actual cash. Yeah, there's lots of ways people do. It. So, so why is this important? Do you think?
1: I think it's a two-part question, Matt. Um, the first, and, and your viewers are, are probably much less convincing than others. But the first is uh, why own gold. Uh, the reason I believe people should own gold is because it's uh, an incredibly liquid market, trading in hundreds of billions of dollars a day, uh, with you know a probably ten trillion dollar market cap. Um, that means that it is independent of any nation, um, and it has a market price that exceeds any national economy. Or you know it. It's, it's responsive to forces beyond any particular national economy. Um, people have been participating in that market for thousands of years, literally thousands of years, and have desired gold for that reason. And what we've seen in the last 20 years is a, a decrease in access to gold and in the developing world, a collapse in gold demand. Um, and the reason for that is that it is no longer affordable to buy a gold chain or an ounce at seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars dollars And so what's uh, happened as a result is that uh, gold is becoming more and more of a rarefied investment. Now, that to me is not healthy for gold. You know, uh, 100 years ago, anyone in the world would have uh, recognized a gold coin and been able to authenticate it. It was a universal form of value. Now you have to go to a dealer who is going to, you know, squint at it and perform tests because they don't particularly trust your gold coin. And uh, it's actually very difficult to trade in. So we need to get back to a system, a gold system where. Basically, any person on the street can look at a piece of gold, know what it's know what it is, and accept it as a val- a valuable item. Not because I say it's valuable or uh, or something like that, but because it has a an international market. And um, I I view the true value proposition of gold as a way to store value that is both permanent and easily holdable. So uh, I think ETFs are great if you want to uh, make day trades, but there is a quality of gold that means that you can hold an intensely concrete, uh, condensed form of value and uh, walk away with it or give it to somebody else and you have it in your hand and that physical quality is is um, almost better than anything else in terms of, of, of that specific storage of value. So I would encourage people to own some of their gold portfolio physically where they can lay their hand on it. Uh, this is not a new idea to me. This has been around since the beginning of time. And uh, consider holding it in a form that has increments that you would actually want to spend.
0: Okay, but then it comes to the point of, it, that I'm struggling with, which is the ability to spend it. I get that holding it in, in this form, it's, it's easy. It's easy to store, it's easy to carry. Uh, it's in different um, denominations in terms of you know, value, and, uh, yeah, um, which, which is great. But I can't go out down to the supermarket and spend it. That's not what you're asking people to do. But at the same time, you're not saying this is not just a collectible here. You are talking the language of someone who says, well, I do want people to be able to spend this on, I guess, in certain situations.
1: Yeah, I, I think that we're in an educational uh, process. And as I said, you know, there, are, there are places where you can spend this today. Um, we are not there at a ubiquitous level. If we were uh, the company, would be valued at probably a thousand x of what it is today.
0: Okay, but again, so what we
1: have to do is, is build up that network,
0: right? But that's going to take time. It's going to take money. It's you know, and you know, people have got to be accepting of, of your vision of, of the future. You know, and I can see why bank, you know, whether it be uh, the banks may talk to you now because you're you're no threat. To them, um, you know, you haven't got the scale, so they're kind of interested in talking to you, and understanding what you're doing. But just in the same way that they're interested in talking to Bitcoin companies, uh, you know, Ethereum, etc., you know, those have been given the, the, the time at the moment because they're not a threat to anyone. But people are trying to work out how to how to kind of monetize the, those you know digital uh, coins. Um, why why do you think you're going to be given the chance to breathe and, and, and survive?
1: Uh, Well, there are larger private mints than us um, that are. I mean, it's just, it's a legal function. Um, I think that gold is an element and in even a relatively free market, we should all be able to trade in that. Um, What we're doing is simply making it easier to authenticate um, and easier to afford than the currently uh, available market options. Um, but we also intend to work with authorities to make sure that it is legal and um, I think we will continue to grow. I, I don't, um, I see this as an option for people, not the only game
0: in town. It is an option. I, I, the way I feel about it is that it is a, it a, is an interesting way to have gold physical gold it's very attractive what, what you've got but it's a store of, of value which may change as the price of gold varies uh, over time because there's a there's a certain amount of gold in, in that uh, so that polymer film that you've got um, so if price price of gold goes up the value of that piece of paper goes up to me. And th- that's what I understand. It's the, it's the next leap to being able to use it as a, as a monetary value which has a different daily rate. So how would shopkeepers, how would stores, how would auto, you know, automotive uh, re- re- retailers be able to, on a daily basis, tell me what my piece of paper is worth? I mean, how, You're going to have to work out the mechanics of all of that, aren't you? And that's a very expensive thing to implement into the ecosystem.
1: And there are, uh, you know, one thing that I think is really interesting is that in uh, strong currency jurisdictions in the EU and in the UK and in the US, where people are very trusting of money, um, we're very used to having one standard. Uh, when we travel and do projects elsewhere in the world, people are very comfortable and in, indeed need to hold two to three standards of money in the same at the same time. I mean, when I Uh, In projects we've done in South America, people are very accustomed to having uh, their local currency, dollars and euros. All business is done in dollars and euros because it's much more stable. And uh, they need their local currency for other kinds of transactions. So uh, perhaps it won't be every day I go and buy uh, a gallon of milk at the store with my gold. But as you say, I, I think it will be. I'm going to buy some more gold this week with my gallon of milk to continue to store value and uh, that that kind of saving function uh, with something that can operate differently from your local economy will become very desirable to people and and having it be beautiful helps with that a lot.
0: Okay.
1: So I view that as an overall good to the economy and to, to individual people's lives.
0: That may, that may be, but you're also going to have a lot of um, people with different vested interests who don't necessarily want it to 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 work out. So, what would you say to um, people about your technology? Why is it going to Why is it going to succeed? Why are you going to win?
1: We're going to win because we're the most affordable. Because we have the increments that people want. Because we have the authentication features to make. Gold authenticatable
0: by anyone. Well, look, like I wish you well. I mean, do come back on as as, as things uh, progress. I'm always intrigued um, by you know innovation, certainly in this space. Like, States. it's not it's not necessarily a new idea, but it's a very new technology uh, to allow people to hold it is, it gold. Is. Um, and you. You know, you seem to have quite a team uh, on board who will help you kind of navigate the regulatory components and, and be talking to the right people to allow you to do so. So, best of luck to you, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, CruxInvestor.com, and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.